podcasting from St. Louis, Missouri. This is Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison, your information and inspiration hub for all things health, wellness, and functional medicine. Your host, Dr. Allison DeBario-Goggin, has been practicing functional medicine for over 11 years. She is passionate about finding root causes and solutions for gut health, hormone balance, anxiety, and autoimmune conditions. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. Today we are talking about is bloating after eating normal. Are you finding yourself seriously bloated after eating? Maybe it doesn't matter what you eat. Maybe it's certain foods that trigger it, but you know, at the end of the day, your stomach is so much bigger than it was in the morning. You probably don't feel very good. So today we're going to cover some really common reasons that you might find are causing your bloating and then what to do about them. Now, honestly, some bloating is common and normal. You're putting food and liquid into your body. Of course, your body is going to expand and change. The difference is if it doesn't go down quickly, it doesn't resolve. You don't feel good. Maybe you have acid reflux or constipation, diarrhea, something else is going on. Many of my patients honestly struggle with bloating. They wake up in the morning, they feel great. Their stomach is flat. And then as soon as they have coffee or breakfast or something, they feel like they look five months pregnant. So honestly, they skip breakfast. They don't eat, they're waiting. And then they're having hypoglycemic reactions and not feeling good. And their energy is super down. They're not sleeping good. Right. So now we have this cascade of issues because we're avoiding food to avoid bloating. So we can fit in our clothes. And really the issue is that we have to figure out what's causing the bloating so we can stop that. And once we do, it stops almost immediately. And then you feel better. Sometimes it takes a week or two. Sometimes it can take months, especially if it's an infection, which is what we're going to talk about here. So the most common cause I honestly see is the easiest one to fix. And that is carbonation. So many people are drinking carbonated water is probably the biggest culprit I see because they think it's healthy, but it's causing reflux and bloating and gas and pain, uh, energy drinks in the morning, soda, all of these things can cause issues. Even if it's a quote unquote healthy drink, even if it's just water, carbonation is going to be causing issues. And it's especially worse for people who have diagnosed IBS or Crohn's or other gut conditions, because it's just going to inflame that and irritate the lining of the gut and the stomach more. So the easiest thing to do to fix it is stop drinking carbonated drinks really easy, including sparkling water to see if it helps getting rid of carbonated drinks really helped me my ulcerative colitis and acid reflux. I would strongly recommend it. And then of course, with that, most carbonated drinks are also caffeinated. So getting rid of caffeine, coffee, those things might actually cut down on your bloating. I'm going to jump ahead of myself and go right into creamer too, because most people drink coffee with creamer, even if the creamer is non-dairy and gluten-free, sometimes those chemicals can cause bloating. So if you find that first thing in the morning, you put your own creamer in your coffee, drink it, you're bloated. It could be the caffeine. It could be the creamer. So now you have a few things to experiment with and explore and see how it affects you. Okay. The next thing that we look at is timing. And this is on my patient symptom survey form. Do you have symptoms within either immediately or within half hour to an hour after eating immediately tends to be more allergy and allergic reaction or food sensitivity. Whereas bloating kind of like right after you eat to an hour after is not having enough stomach acid or pancreatic enzymes to break down carbs. And honestly, this is a really easy fix as well, because you can take supplements designed to help support the pancreas and the stomach things that include HCL, which is hydrochloric acid, 
ox bile, lipase, um, all of these things will help break down your food. So you take one to two with each meal and then more if it's a heavier meal. So you can digest your food properly and you won't have the acid in your stomach causing problems from either having too much or too little. And your body will have the tools it needs to break down your food. So it's not just sitting there. The next thing we move on to is one to two hours after you're eating. If you have bloating, this is typically from not breaking down fats and proteins well enough. And then those are sitting in your gut causing bloating and then um, really inflation from the gas from the bacteria that are trying to digest the food and they just can't, they just don't have enough power to break it down. And again, you can take uh, digestive enzymes to help support that. So those are the easiest places to start. And if that doesn't resolve, then we move into food sensitivities, especially dairy and gluten. Now you can do a blood test for these things. And sometimes I prefer that. The easiest thing to do is just stop eating the major trigger foods for about two weeks and then come back and see how you feel. It takes about the everyone, the research changes sometimes, right? It depends on what report you read, what doctor you're talking to. Most people agree it takes about a week for the immune system to calm down the inflammation. So say you're having dairy every single day, you're having milk, and then you want to take a break from it. So it takes about a week to get your immune system to calm down, and then another week for it to kind of reset and stop the bloating and the inflammation and the pain. And then you can try reintroducing it and see how you feel. Um, but you have to feed yourself like a baby. You can't just go out and eat clean or fast and then have a pizza and have all of the good stuff all at one time. You have to feed yourself one trigger food and then watch how you feel for the next three days. And then another trigger food and watch how you feel for three days. So it is a slower process, but I think it makes it more obvious to you when how you're feeling, um, especially with gut and your food. All right. So if you've tried enzymes, maybe you've tried ox bile, maybe you've tried changing your diet and you're still bloating. No, nothing seems to be working. You might be struggling with reflux, especially if you have stomach pain, diarrhea, constipation, it could be alternating. It could be one or the other. This is where the infection of SIBO comes in. So SIBO, S-I-B-O stands for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. When the bacteria from the large intestines migrates up into the small intestines, it starts to multiply and overgrow. We should not have a large amount of bacteria in our small intestines. It should all be in our large intestines because the acid from the stomach is coming down into the small intestines. It's actually a highly acidic environment, and it should be because that helps kill off bacteria and viruses and supports digestion. And this is good. And that keeps the bloating down as well. So one of the most common reasons for this is antacids. So taking long-term antacids will have, well, typically will cause SIBO. It's a known main side effect because you're shutting down the acid production in your stomach, and then you don't have the acid in your small intestines, and then you have the bacteria start to bloom because there's nothing keeping it under control. It also happens due to traumatic brain injury, stress, whiplash, other general health conditions. So Getting that checked out as well is another part of managing bloating because brain health can impact gut health and vice versa. So this does need to be treated with some type of antibiotic, whether prescription or herbal. You do need to modify your diet with SIBO because 
we don't want to continue feeding the bacteria, right? So this is where we recommend that low FODMAP type eating. The FODMAP type eating is a way to get rid of foods that have the sugars in it that the bacteria likes. like. So essentially you're starving out the bacteria in the gut with this type of diet until the infection is managed. And then you can go back and resume eating the foods that you love, like garlic and onions and spinach. And you know, all the good stuff is actually high in this type of sugar that the bacteria love, which is why it's so good for the large intestines, which is why fermented food is so good for the large intestines, but bad for the small intestines. So keep in mind that it would be for a small amount of time. And then with SIBO, it's a very easy test to do. You can do a breath test. You drink a little sugar packet, and then you um, blow into a tube for a couple times throughout three to four hours, depending on which test that you're doing. And it measures how much of a chemical is being put out, like methane, how much is the bacteria making to see if that's what's affecting you. And then, you know, very easy to do at home. Um, you could also do it at LabCorp requests, depending on where your doctor orders it from. Okay. The last condition I will mention is leaky gut. And this is when the bonds between the cells and the intestines become really permanently open. They should open and close throughout the day as the body samples what's coming through the intestines, the immune system is sampling to see if there's an infection, if there's something that they have to worry about. But when those bonds really become broken or just permanently open, everything starts flowing through. This causes inflammation, it triggers the immune system, it increases swelling, pain, and of course, bloating. So this can be compounded by histamine conditions and a poor ability to manage histamine. So if you're someone who gets a bug bite and it swells up for like 14 days and you can't get rid of it, or chronic sweating, migraines, hormone issues, there's a whole lot of things with histamine, but bloating is actually a really common side effect of poor histamine reactions. So I do like to stay away from certain probiotics because they can trigger bloating for people who have histamine issues, of course, pain and all of the things with leaky gut. So I tend to stay away from probiotics for the most part or minimal ones that do not cause a histamine reaction or immune reaction. We do have to be careful with that. So that's something you want to look at with your probiotics. And I also like to use a product called Repairvite from Apex Energetics. It has so many wonderful herbs, has enzymes, it has nutrition, it has so much support for the whole gut that this absolutely cuts down on bloating. I use it myself for ulcerative colitis, and I can't tell you how much this helps with my digestion, my pain levels, my bloating, everything. So there are a lot of options that are out there to help you. You don't have to live with bloating. You're not alone in this. It's normal, it's common, but it doesn't have to be that. It's also a sign that something else is going on and we need to figure out what it is. So if you're looking for personalized help, I would be happy to chat with you. I always offer a free health assessment call, about 30 minutes for us to chat and talk about what you're going through, your symptoms and brainstorm on a plan for you to move forward. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you like and subscribe so you stay tuned with all of our weekly podcasts and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule a free introductory consult with Dr. Allison online at Little Black Bag Medicine or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.